0: Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 147. And in this episode, we're doing something a little bit different. Now that I've entered into the house building phase for my own house in Malawi, I wanted to do as much as possible to share information with you about how to buy land in as many different African countries as I can get the information from. So in this week's episode, I'm talking to the wonderful Shakina Chinadu, who lives and works in Gambia And Sister Shakina helps people to purchase land in Gambia. So listen to this particular episode and I hope it inspires you as much as it inspires me. My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit wudasi And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent. And I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams, or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms, and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. So I'm sitting here with my soul sister, uh, Sister Shakina Chinadu, who you remember I interviewed in one of the very early podcasts when we spoke about how Shakina was able to uh, leave the UK and live her best life in the Gambia. So one of the things that I really wanted to do was to answer some of these questions about buying land Mm -hmm. in the Gambia. So I thought to myself, I'm in the Gambia, who better to ask than Sister Shakina Chinadu. So we're here. And I'm asking those questions that you have always wanted to ask. So, Shakina, welcome and thank you for giving me your time. Thank you very
1: much and welcome to Gambia.
0: <laughs> thank you. And I'm sure Gambia is treating you very well. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm loving it, loving it here, but it's not Malawi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just remind everybody, uh, how long it is since you've been in the Gambia?
1: I've been living here now um, almost five years permanently, <laughs> but um, as I said before, been traveling since
0: two thousand and five wow. to the Gambia. Wow. So I feel like this is my home. Oh, it is I your home. Is home. yeah, because I'm actually what Shakina's is not telling you is I'm actually sitting in her office <laughs> yes. uh, her office where she practices law and does a list of other things, and in fact, i've taken a picture of the list of things that she does so you can be as amazed as i am Um, and i remember from our first interview that you as well as practicing law you run like a building company Mm -hmm. is that right yes
1: because um a lot of people here if you don't get the right builder Mm -hmm. they can make a mess of your house so I project manage mm-hmm. um, buildings for right. people, especially when they're not here. Okay. Um, so I can make sure I get the right team. Mm-hmm. Um, they get
0: professional bills. They get quality materials, etc., and get a decent house. Right. Yeah. And how many houses would you say you've project managed since? you? Um,
1: so far, I'm on my third one. Right. On my third one. I'm looking forward to doing more.
0: Okay. Um, as
1: you. I don't know if I mentioned before. I'm going to. I'm planning to build a couple of estates. Yes, you did. Um, for diasporans coming home. Right. So hopefully that will
0: start sometime next year. I hope. Are you hearing this, listeners? Eh? Shakina is going to be building an estate, a couple of estates, so that if you wanted to come home, would they be able to buy or rent? Well, these estates are already sold out. People have already bought them.
1: Um, or bought the land, I should say, and then we just have to start the building now. Right. And the the vision really was about encouraging people to come home, Mm -hmm. but secondly, um, making sure that we can work together. You know, we always have black Mm -hmm. people can't work together. Mm -hmm. Well, my vision is that we can build these estates together, Mm -hmm. work together, you know, we can have community water, um, electricity, etc., etc. We can do that together. Mm-hmm. There's also going to be a school, a supermarket, and a clinic on one of the estates. What? So I want to show people that we can come home mm-hmm. and work together.
0: So when will you start building on that?
1: Not sure yet, mm-hmm. but sometime next year. Sometime I hope. next year, yes. and it depends on people when they want to start. Mm-hmm. Even though people have bought the land, they will start
0: building. At their leisure. Right. But I will have the teams ready to start building. Oh, I get you. So it means then that you've it's an estate but people have bought their plots and each person will start building independently. Absolutely. But you will project manage to make sure everything goes okay. That's still good though. Mm. Still,
1: Aww. and it just means that people won't have to go through the headache yeah. of having cowboy builders, etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a house right now that I've been renovating for a lady, and you know, I've I've literally had to gut the place and mm. redo it all. It was done so badly,
0: really, yeah, yeah, done so badly.
1: Okay, now who has money to redo it over and over again? No,
0: oh, you don't have that kind of money mm-hmm. at all. Oh.
1: So yeah, right. So you know alleviate those so i didn't come here to do that but i was thrust into those things mm. and for myself you know when i start building i don't want to go through that mm. so i made sure i put teams in place so i have working partners
0: mm-hmm. that work with my business um to assist in what i'm doing here so just tell people some of the things that you do in your business because i saw a long list of things on your notice board outside
1: yeah. um i assist people in buying land mm-hmm. so i work with land sellers um, to buy land, to make sure their land is clean yeah. and people won't have any problems. Um, I project manage building, as mm-hmm. I said, I can find rentals for people, I can um, renovate houses for people if they need things mm-hmm. like that, court assistance, general advice about moving here, mm-hmm. or just yeah. those sorts of things to help people transition mm-hmm. from one place
0: to another because you are a qualified solicitor as well aren't no, you? no i'm not oh, okay. no i'm not
1: um i chose not to practice right in the uk um i didn't want to be constrained mm-hmm. by um the system mm-hmm. i did my laundry because i wanted to help my own people. Mm -hmm. But as I was doing my LPC, I realised that, you know, you'd have to be constrained Mm -hmm. and I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I decided to open my own small practice and do my own thing, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in employment law where Mm -hmm. a lot of our people are suffering. So that's what I was doing mainly. And also working in the UK with the police and other civil servant governments, um, putting law into policy and development Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Right. to make it easier for our people but my daughter is a qualified solicitor mm-hmm. um, and I allowed her to do that because I can put a fence around her and protect her because I know the system Right. so I did that and
0: also I guess if you needed that that leverage around somebody who is legally qualified you could go to her. Well, she
1: works with the, the business. She always has done yeah. anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean, my children work with the business. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter that's an accountant. Mm-hmm. My son's a builder and my daughter's a solicitor. So all the services that we offer, I have people
0: right. strategically placed. I mean, that is just yeah. so, 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 so good. So somebody arrives here, mm-hmm. they get off the plane, they get the taxi, they come through turntable. Mm-hmm to find some way to stay. yes. They land at Garvey Lodge. I'm just saying this is what I did. Yeah, you land yeah. at Garvey Lodge and you think to yourself, I would really like to live here. Mm. What's the first thing that they would have to do to get land? Find the right person to speak to
1: first of all. Mm. Um, and that's the mistake a lot of people make because you don't know the system here you know we've come from the uk where we don't buy land we Mm -hmm. just buy a house that's been built by wimpy or john barrett or Mm. whatever um and everything is handled as systems in place here it's different. In fact, here reminds me of the old system in Wales and Scotland where we had unregistered land. Mm. There's not a, like a land registry per se right. that you can go and check and, and whatever else. It's getting better, but it's very difficult because there's a lot of customary land here. Mm-hmm. So land that's ancestral within families. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may not, they're not gonna have any paperwork. You're not going right. to say, oh well, auntie so-and-so bought this in 17 whatever, and here's all her paperwork doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, very careful. I mean, even lawyers here, that practice here will tell you it's very, very difficult with customary land here mm-hmm. because there's not always the paperwork to do the root title checks, right. which is what's important. So somebody might have the land, as I said, you know, auntie so-and-so, uncle so-and-so, grandfather so-and-so, they've died. Mm-hmm. How do you know? There's mm-hmm. no paperwork you know there's no deficit there's no nothing mm-hmm. so the the type of checks is going to be very very difficult um in terms of making sure that family has the right one to own that land and secondly to sell it mm-hmm. also you can have family land that's owned by members of the family which is called a kabila now some of the family members might be abroad mm-hmm. And some of the families here might say, we want to sell the land because we need the money. Yes. For fees, for Tabaski, for whatever it might be. For what? Tabaski, which is like a, um, it's it's a biblical thing. Okay. Um, I think it was, was it Abraham that had to slaughter his son or something? That's right. And instead of the son, God said, take the ram. That's right. So they do that during Tabaski okay. here. Okay. And... Um, so let's say and a ram is very expensive, it's like mm. twenty, thirty thousand Delassis sometimes. What? It's, it's got very expensive over the years.
0: 30,000 yes, for a ram. For
1: a big one, yeah. I and mean, <coughs> it can start from now, it's gone up maybe say starting
0: from about eight to ten thousand. And it's currently sixty seven Delassie to the pound. Okay. So you can group. imagine. Yes.
1: For a local person, it's very expensive. I mean, you don't have to, the Quran mm. says, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people want to, because it's... it's you have to do it
0: once in, in your...
1: No, that's Hajj. Okay. Um, Tabaski is something they do every year, so most people want to do it every year, yeah. but if you haven't, people that can afford it can use it to form part of their charity, yeah, Okay. so they can give some of the meat to their neighbors mm-hmm. who can't afford to buy uh-huh. it. But I think it's a bit of an embarrassment sometimes mm-hmm. to people who... Can't afford to, to, to buy
0: Good
1: it. Grief. Um, so they will depend on their neighbours and other family members who can mm-hmm. to either buy them a ram or give them some of the meat. Right. Um, so going back to the land that's owned by family members, mm. some of the family members might be away. Mm. UK, Sweden, Holland, whatever. They haven't given their permission to mm. sell the land how do you get their permission if you don't even know they're part of that ownership yeah. and that could cause a lot of problems because you could buy it as a bona fide mm. um, buyer and then the person comes says, well I didn't give the family permission to sell that land. Right. Wow. You might lose out.
0: And so these are the kinds of checks that you would do? Yes. And if you came across those kinds of anomalies it's you would difficult. advise people not to buy? I would advise them to
1: get permission mm-hmm. from the whole Kabila mm-hmm. that they're all in agreement to sell mm-hmm. that land.
0: But it's not always easy. It's not Because easy. the family are not going to tell you there's somebody no, abroad.
1: No, no. It's not easy at all.
0: And if you bought and then somebody from abroad came and said they didn't give that permission, do you not own the land? No, you don't. <gasps> because not all the family members have given permission. Even though you might land. have paid for it. Even
1: though. Wow. It's just like buying a stolen car. Yeah, sure. sure. You're not going to be allowed to keep it. No.
0: Yeah?
1: No. So it's the same thing. Land, unless all land is registered, mm-hmm. it's very, very difficult to buy okay. it, to, to have clean land, you're mm-hmm. absolutely sure mm-hmm. that that land is OK. Now, there are systems in place, mm-hmm. but like anywhere else, it can be abused. Mm-hmm. So when you're buying land here, let's suppose you find a, a good person. Oh, let me let me give you a warning. Sometimes you could just come across somebody on the street who says, oh, I know about some land for mm-hmm, sale. Mm-hmm. And they will do a deal with whoever. But that land might not really be that so-called owner's mm-hmm. land. And you buy that land and you're in a lot of trouble. Oh. Yeah? So you have to be very careful who you buy land from. Mm-hmm. It is advisable to go to a state agent mm-hmm. or uh, somebody who has land that can prove they own the land by oh. showing their paperwork okay now this is something I come across a lot where people say I'm selling land but I've only got the Alcalo document
0: and what is an Alcalo document okay so the
1: Alcalo is like the local chief of that right. village mm-hmm. so uh, right now where my office is in Brussabing so if I wanted to buy land in Brussabing the first protocol we go to the Alcalo mm-hmm. this piece of land is for sale is it owned by this person the Alcalo said, no, I don't recognise that person as mm-hmm. the owner of this land. Or, yes, it belongs to mm-hmm. chikina let's say. However, sometimes is in the, the deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, I have an Alcalo in court for a client mm-hmm. who is trying to sell land to somebody else, but my client owns the land and has all the paperwork. <gasps> right. So we have to fight it out in court. Right. Um, so the Alcalo should give the... Um, the first paperwork mm-hmm. to say, yes, this land can be mm-hmm. sold off. Okay, so the Alcalo gives the first paper mm-hmm. which says, yes, this land can be transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have to be witnessed, um, the previous owners' names on there, you know, all the different names would mm-hmm. have to be on there that is stamped and signed off by the Alcalo. Then after that, you'd need to get your sketch plan showing that where the land is similar to uh land registry in the uk it will show a delineation of where your house is Mm -hmm. marked in pink or red or whatever you get the same thing here Mm -hmm. um and then again you see the name transferred from the previous owner to the new owner Mm -hmm. that will be on there as well and then that will be registered in the system Mm -hmm. you also get something like a called a land use report which will tell you whether the land is residential, agricultural, or commercial land. Okay. And when you get that report, only what it says can be done on land. You can't use residential land for farming, right? Because you should buy agricultural land for farming. Okay. So that certificate will be there as well. Then after that, you get your area council transfer document again, from the previous owner's name to the new owner's all the witnesses, Mm -hmm. that you go back to the Alcalo that's stamped, you go back, you go to the SAFO, which is like the regional Mm -hmm. chief of the area, that will be stamped by him. And then um, you go back to the area council, you pay your stamp duty, and the CEO of the area council will stamp that off, and then that's done as well. Um, Also what you must get, like anywhere else in in the world, the government want their taxes. Mm -hmm you must pay capital gains tax. Now in the UK, when you sell your main dwelling house, you Mm -hmm. don't pay capital gains tax on that when you sell your house. Mm -hmm. But if you have a second home that you're renting or making any money from and you sell that, you will pay capital gains tax on that because you've made a profit. Mm -hmm. So you'll you'll pay 20% or whatever the capital gains tax rate is. I don't know what it is in the UK anymore. But here, the capital gains tax is either 5%, or 10% or sorry, 15% of the gain. The tax office will work that out mm-hmm. and tell you what that is. And again, that is paid by the seller um, to the buyer and you get that certificate and you keep that with your papers to show that the tax has been paid. The seller pays the tax. The seller pays right. the tax. Now you can negotiate, even though the law says the seller pays, mm-hmm. but you can negotiate and reduce the price of the land and say to the buyer, you pay the tax but I've reduced the price of the land by 20, 30,000 mm-hmm. to allow you to do that. Right. That's allowed as well,
0: mm-hmm. um, so that when you go to a tax office, you can pay that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and you do that, you pay that tax, even if it's your first ever transaction, you have to pay it? The seller. The seller. Yes, right. you have to, you have to because they've made a gain, mm-hmm. So that tax
1: will be in the seller's name mm-hmm. to show that they've paid their tax. Right. Now, a lot of people don't tell you that, people buy the land, and then they're lumped with a tax bill because mm-hmm. they didn't know mm-hmm. um, that they had. To so, do the that. moment
0: you then go and register that land, they would do the checks yes. and see that that tax hasn't well, that been tax paid. So, that tax has to be paid right.
1: before what they've been um, told the SAFOs to do now, which is the regional chief, mm-hmm. before they stamp it, they should see that capital gains tax. Right. Okay. So a lot of them are asking now where's the capital gains tax certificate so that they can complete that form before it goes back to area council.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So the system is improving. Right. It really is improving. Even the the area council transfer paper, you have to pay for that form you used to just pay, take the money to the area council office mm. and pay, but now you have to go to the bank and pay it. Take the receipt to the area council office wow. and then well, they'll give you the form and fill out right. all the details. So they're trying to
0: reduce corruption okay. in that way. Okay. And so what kinds of... Are You were saying something about the size that people can buy.
1: Yes. Um the law says that if you're a Mm non-gambian i don't know about echo us it might be different because they're you know um, Mm. west africa but for um non-echo and so people like us diasporans, in any one single transaction a single person a sole person can buy 50 by 50 which i think about two and a half thousand square meters Mm -hmm. um If you want to buy more than that, you'd have to buy it with other people. Mm -hmm. So, a husband and wife can buy 100 by 100 because they're each entitled to Mm -hmm. their their allowance, if you want to call it that. Um, But a lot of people don't know that. um, So, it's important to know that as well because when you go to the offices, they might question why you've got, say, 70 by 70 um, and you're not gambian right and that might be to control the amount of land people
0: buy right and so what what would happen if you bought something that was too big if you did buy 70 by 70 um
1: i haven't come across that but what they might do is cut the piece Mm -hmm. to the size that you should have and then you'll have to do two lots of documentation right you might have to Split the land mm-hmm. and buy the buy buy the documentation twice.
0: Okay, so pay twice, which is double the amount. And you could you can do that as a single
1: person. You might be able to do okay. that because then you're within your allowance, and mm. then you bought another piece right. as a separate transaction. Right. Okay. Yeah? So you might be able to okay. Do that.
0: And so, what kinds of prices would people be paying for fifty by fifty?
1: It depends where it is, mm. um, how close to the highway, what mm. amenities are around. It really does depend whether it's in a village mm-hmm. compared to, say, around here. I mean, 50 by 50 in somewhere like an area called Kaloli, mm-hmm. millions. Millions of the Lassa. Millions of the lassies. Whereas 50 by 50 in somewhere like Gunju mm-hmm. might be 5,000 pounds. Okay. So it might be, you know, it just depends. Yeah. And it it depends on land sellers as well, how much Mm. they want to sell their land Mm -hmm. for. I mean, sometimes I'll say to somebody, no, that's too much. Mm -hmm. They're asking for too much money. Right. Because you roughly know what the prices should be in certain areas. So, you know, if you're 10 minutes in from the highway, Mm -hmm. that land is going to be very cheap. Right. Because you're far away from the highway and other Mm -hmm. amenities. So you shouldn't expect to pay that.
0: So just so I can have an idea, I'm staying at Garvey Lodge, which is Bruford. Is that right? Um, Brewfoot Tranquil, yes, around yeah. that area. Yeah, yeah. So Brewfoot Tranquil, um, what would I pay for? That that area is becoming very
1: expensive now because it's just behind Brewfoot Heights. Yeah. So again, you might be paying over a
0: million for a piece of land there. So a million dollars? Yes. So if it's 67 to the pound.
1: A million dollars is probably about 15,000 pounds. Ooh, yeah, that's very
0: really? Nice. Land has increased so much here, yeah. a lot. And people are liquidating their assets, aren't they? And living fat on the money. Because, you know, and sometimes yeah.
1: they need the money to, yeah. to send their children to school, to yeah. university.
0: Sure.
1: You know, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, they might want to send their child abroad to mm. study. You know, different
0: things. Like that. Mm-hmm. So, or maybe to build a family home. Right. And so, from start to finish, so I've arrived, I've come to see you. Mm-hmm. You've show me where I can buy land, from start until that land belongs to me, mm-hmm. let's say, or, or you know, we can trace the seller. Yes. How long would it take?
1: I would say these days, because some of the offices are very slow, mm-hmm. take into account different holidays and things, I would say give it a good six months six months a good six months mm-hmm. just to be sure As, especially with the um, sketch plan okay brakama area council can take very very long mm-hmm. to get the sketch plan because they're so inundated mm-hmm. and they have you know it's a small office not many staff it can take very long to get right. that sketch plan done you know I've waited for sketch plans for three four months sometimes is that long? that's long
0: okay yeah. Yeah. have you ever had any let's say one of the things that I think we in the West are notorious for, mm-hmm. we think everywhere operates like Max and Spencers. Mm. You understand? We yes. buy something, we don't want it, and we think we can just get, you know, mm-hmm. get, get our money back. Yes. How, how would that work? Have you ever had anything like that? Yeah, yeah, people
1: have dropped out and... Um you just say to the seller this person's dropped out they want their money back Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes a while because the sellers don't always have it Mm
0: -hmm. sometimes they'll have it straight away would they have would the seller have to refund yeah would they yeah what if they didn't well, then they'd have to go to the police right they'd have to but okay.
1: the seller i work with i only work with really with one seller mm-hmm. um if somebody decided they didn't want the land again i just said to them back their money mm-hmm. but there's always somebody else that wants to buy
0: yeah so it sure. doesn't take that long it doesn't, take, it doesn't, that doesn't long. take that long at all right
1: now so the process i explained to you was for non-lease land mm-hmm. there's a second option of lease land okay now lease land is where it's all registered already mm-hmm. and lease like in in the uk if you buy a a lease uh, Mm. property um you pay the ground rent and your service charge and it's leased for x amount of time Mm. it's 99 99 years years. in the uk Mm. okay here you can do the same with land and you'll pay uh annual rent to the government Mm -hmm. so you're almost like a rentee on the land okay you own it but you don't really Mm -hmm. own it the government can you know Mm -hmm. have it anytime they want but of course they will pay you compulsory purchase order if they wanted to and that's happening with the main road that they're expanding the Bertil-Hardin highway right now. Okay. The um, IOC, which is the Islamic um, Islamic Organization Conference or something, mm. they've given the Gambia X amount of money to hold a conference here, but they'll give them grants to develop the country. Mm-hmm. So one of our main highways gets very congested now because we've got more cars than the type of road that we got, because mm. that road was built probably 50 years ago. Um, So the people along that highway that live there, because the highway is going to be, I think, four lanes one side, four lanes the other side, something like that. Um, Some people may lose their houses, the front of their house, whatever. So the government, especially the leased ones, Mm -hmm. will get compensation. Mm -hmm. Some might not, if it's not leased Mm -hmm. land. Um, So leased land is where the lawyers would draw up a deed of assignment, get the consent from the Minister of Lands, Um, and then you still get your sketch plan and everything, but you don't have to go to area council and all that stuff because that that bit is finished. Mm -hmm. That bit is not part of it anymore. You'll get a lease document with your rent and the value of the land, the size of the land, etc. transferred from A to B in that name now and then you get your lease document. Right. Sounds like
0: it's easier to get lease land Mm -hmm. then. Um,
1: not necessarily. it's easier to trace okay. because it's been through a process already mm-hmm. and the lawyers will check that, double check that before they draw up the deed of assignment and the consent order. Um, some people say lease land is better because you can use it as collateral for a loan from the bank. Um, it's safer because if the government need to confiscate it, if you want to call it that, um, and build a road through it or whatever, you'll get compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, i'm still not sure about it i'm still in two minds about whether to lease or leave it as customary land Mm i'm still not entirely Mm. sure um and lease land we said 99 years for the uk for houses Mm. now 99 years here too however as a non-gambian the law says it's 21 years and then it's renewable right um but a lot of people have lease land that's longer and I don't know where the mismatch is. Mm. But when I check law it is actually twenty one years.
0: Oh. But not all lawyers do it for twenty one years. So right. I don't know. And then you would have to renew and then that means have to renew it. going through the process again.
1: I think it's a shorter process, Short. it's just applying to the minister right. to renew that, that process. Okay. Yeah.
0: And can you can
1: you pass on the lease to a family member? I believe so. Right. I believe you can. But, and then when it comes to renew, they can then renew mm. it.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's one of the um, hoo has we had during the draft constitution mm. about land ownership and how long, because, you know, people were talking about perpetuity and passing it on to children mm. and things like that. And they were saying, well, you know, the first draft talks about 30 years, three lots of 30 years, 90 years, mm. and then um, you have to pass it back. And we'll say well no that can't work because mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to have land here and it has to go back to Gambia, mm-hmm. whereas i've got my children um but then the second draft said 50 years renewable mm-hmm. which in actual fact they gave us more time than the 21 years mm-hmm. but as you know that draft constitution was rejected by the house yeah um and we're hoping it will come back um, okay and i'm interested because um i proposed to the crc a exceptional clause for descendants of the enslaved mm-hmm. that we can have our citizenship within two to four years of living here continuously mm-hmm. um, so that we wouldn't have to keep buying the aliens cards because that's 5,000. Well, if you have a working one like I do, mm-hmm. that's almost 5,000 dollars a year. If it's a non-working one, it's about three and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, if we've come home and we're helping to develop the country that could be our compensation Mm -hmm. because our lineage is from Africa Um, and they agreed with that and they put it in the recommendation booklet but because the constitution was rejected Mm -hmm. we'll have to wait for that to um, resurface
0: again and then you know Mm -hmm. continue that that
1: campaign
0: right and so they've got elections here on friday right on saturday on saturday fourth yes okay and so, once the new government comes in, then you will start to resurrect we'll some of these things, do you hope think? hope so. I hope so. We'll see. Because we do need a new constitution,
1: we really do. Okay. Um, and the, the one that was written... Was- very well written Mm -hmm. you know i read through it several times Mm. again working very closely with the crc i feel it was a very well written progressive Mm. um, constitution for gambia but it was rejected right and we still don't know all the reasons why it was rejected but i know that people haven't given up hope and i remember nigeria came over i think um bahari came over and mm. spoke to the government here to encourage them mm-hmm. to resurrect it because i think it would be a flagship for west africa that if gambia adopts this constitution other west african nations mm. may adopt similar well constitutions. ghana's running
0: away with the show aren't they in yeah. terms of the year of return yeah i mean but the, I, yeah i just got the impression just from what i saw that you know, they're trying to to build and to sustain some of the gains mm. that were made from that, above the economic gain okay. that they made. Because from what I could see, it was purely an economic I felt exercise. I felt
1: that too. Yeah? Yeah.
0: But they are trying to sustain some of the gains um by trying to weave in much more um working together around fundamental issues like citizenship Mm. like land okay and um when i get back to the uk i have something to read because they're now giving diasporans free land but you have to apply And so I need to check and see what that is about because I'm here and I can't actually access it. So when I get to the UK, I'll have a look and see what that is about. Mm. And you just have to go there and claim it. And we have a young person who actually went there and claimed his free land. Is there As,
1: a size limit?
0: I don't know anything about mm. it. So once I find out about what it is, then yes. I'll do a podcast about it okay. so people will that'll know. That be very
1: interesting. Yeah. yeah but whatever
0: documentation I have, I'll let you have that mm. so okay. that you can see. Thank
1: you. Yeah. You can see that. I mean, it, it's a nice gesture for everyone mm. to do that for us because, you know, I was talking to one of the politicians here that I work with a lot. And, he made a statement and I really agree we are stateless Mm. we are really stateless people Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't Mm. we don't have anywhere to call home Mm. the Caribbean's not really our home Mm. England's not really our home Mm. and we don't want to come to Africa and be told this is not our home
0: either Mm -hmm. so to me I think, you know, we really should be welcomed here. And I I kind of think that, you know, the first country, the first African government to really grasp the importance of combining land with um, citizenship Mm -hmm. and status is the, the country that will run away with the game. Absolutely. You understand? And this
1: is why I did what I did with the CRC, because mm. I wanted Gambia to be the flagship. Mm-hmm. I really, and because we're the smallest, mm. I really wanted Gambia to lead by the blueprint mm. so that every other West African nation would mm-hmm. follow. You're right. And I was so disappointed. I cried tears when they rejected the constitution. Mm. I just thought,
0: no, you're going backwards. Yeah. I was disappointed for be. you because I remember reading it. Mm. I remember, the, you know, the excitement and the yeah. build up because we really thought it would go through because really they were making all through. the right noises, weren't yes, they? Yeah, and
1: especially because they accepted the clause mm-hmm. that I put forward. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is history in the making. Yeah. Um, I think there were other things in there that the government may not have liked like, mm. you know, the two term of office for a president mm-hmm. Oh, they weren't like that The education level for mm. a president mm. They were like that Independence of the Justice Minister Things like mm. there was a few things in there They like weren't like any they of that like, yeah, yeah. So I okay. think those are some of the things I picked up
0: that, mm, they, didn't like that they didn't like within the constitution mm. But, you know, I thought they were very good things Yes Well, yeah I think they would struggle Mm. <laughs> with that, yeah, and I guess, um, look, you know, if you've got a strong Pan African leader, you know, and a, and a corrupt opposition, mm. they would really just have to wait you out, wouldn't they? Yes. To get rid of you before they would know that at some point your term of office and would end.
1: Pan Africanism is a threat in Africa. Yes, it
0: is. Because the West
1: doesn't want Pan Africanism mm-hmm. in Africa. So it is a threat. Mm-hmm. And we've seen all the Pan Africans in Africa as leaders what
0: they've done to them. They've yes. taken them out. Well, we've just got, what, a couple left, haven't mm-hmm. we? We've just got a couple left. So let's see. So it's, mm-hmm. it's
1: really important that when we do have Pan African leaders, we protect them. Mm-hmm to protect them we've got to put a fence around them and not send them out into no man's land by Mm themselves because they'll be taken out
0: Mm. well I'm so grateful to you because you've answered a lot of questions that people have about buying land and um, I know that if there are any other questions I can just now
1: I know where you work
0: yeah and that's
1: just a snapshot I mean I just gave a snapshot of what needs to be done but I think it's enough to blow heads it's enough to mm. make people aware. Yeah. It's enough Because they make need to start aware. with that, don't they? Yes. Uh, we really don't just walk don't in just and buy. buy from anybody you mm. don't know because they have to know the checks and balances mm. Even, you know, some estate agents I go to on behalf of clients and I'll say, Can I see your paper? And said we've got Alcalo document. So but that's not enough. Mm. I need to see your full paperwork mm. and they'll say, No, 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 it's okay and I'll just say to my client, don't buy. Mm. Don't Good.
0: buy they have to
1: have full paperwork. Right. You know, in the UK, you wouldn't buy a house without the full
0: checks and balances, so why would you buy land here in the same way? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think sometimes we come with our rose coloured cataracts on. Absolutely, don't we? absolutely. And we need to take those off and look <laughs> properly. <laughs> right? All right. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate your time. I know you're busy. But thank thank you. you. What a great experience. It was truly wonderful to talk with Sister Shakina because here is somebody that's actually doing the work that will help us to break free. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to post them onto my social media pages. And if you're looking for that private space where you can ask the questions you really want to ask, then you can join my private Facebook group. You'll find all the details you need in the show notes for this episode. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha. And until the next episode, I'm out.